0: Hey everyone, your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne. It's Joan Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. We've got tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today, so let's get started.
1: Hey, so today is episode 242, How to Tackle a Room Renovation. And we've got lots of info to share. And you can find the show notes for today's episode at and slash 242. We've all done it. Some of you have probably done it. Some of you might be thinking about doing it. So let's learn how to do it really well.
0: Yeah, because mm. this is the sort of thing I think that breaks up marriages. So you <laughs> really want to make sure... You know, that you're that you know what you're doing. I mean, that you don't bite off more than you can chew. And uh, then this is another thing. Some people, I have a friend of mine, they she started flipping houses with her husband again. I think they had done it before he used to flip before they got married. Are they still together? She said, Anita, she goes, it draws us closer together. Yeah. I mean, it, and she said, we
2: love doing this together. But most people, it's the opposite. See, Bobby and I do well together. All the houses we've built, well, not all we've built too, it, we had more fun doing that. And and we don't have any plans now to build another house, but I sort of can't wait. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's interesting. Um, I have been asked by, because we've done this so many times, Peter and I, Um As a couple, this is the house that we have done uh, more collaboratively than any other. You know, before it was sort of a different situation or we were working in different places now that we're both here. We work most primarily both work from home. We're here and we were really in this. And I said, we got to be in this together. You know, Mm -hmm. this was the biggest one. And so a lot of the other ones I kind of did on my own. And he was like, oh yeah, that's nice. That's not nice. But so I think it's true. If, If you find this commonality and you have this joint goal of making a beautiful home together, it can really bring you together. But I have been mm-hmm. asked by numerous contractors or work people like, uh, you know, you guys, you guys still okay after all this? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? uh, wow. Yeah, or or yeah. surprise. Cause I'll say, you know, in whatever way I say it, you know, well, this is my first rodeo. Like, I know you should be mitering that corner better or whatever. Like, I let them know I've done this before. And they're like, oh, wow. And you guys are still married? (laughs) So I think it really can be problematic. It's stressful. It's stressful Mm -hmm. on your everyday life. It's stressful on your budget. But here's the thing. If you take the tips that we're going to give you today, you can alleviate a lot of that stress.
0: Well, right. And I have another friend who's been doing a lot of work on their house. And she said her husband does not deal with any changes. So once they decide something, he does not really like it when things change, especially if that costs extra money. So I think maybe one of the first tips I'm going to throw out there is to kind of have a feel for how your husband or partner or whoever, uh, how that's going to work with that person to have this kind of work going on in your house. Is this something that's going to be a stressor? and kind of think about what this is going to do to the relationship. Is it going to be a good thing, bad thing? And try to do some things to minimize any kind of stress it's going to cause in the relationship. So I know with Kevin, he really trusted me totally. And he has Mm -hmm. a very, very stressful job, very time consuming. He works a lot. And so for us, it was just good for me to go, honey, I'm gonna take care of everything. I'm
2: not mm-hmm. even gonna I'll take this you. off your hands, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: and it worked great for us, and he loved right. everything I did, but for some people, if for the husbands that want to be very involved, that wouldn't work at all. So, I mean, you really well, need to some know. some of them want to be
1: too involved as far as yeah, I'm concerned. I because sometimes <laughs> you know, I have friends that will call their husband from an estate sale or something and ask them, oh, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you can't take the time to make that phone call, girlfriend. Like that thing's gone. You turn around no, and it's no, gone. Mm-hmm, you know, you got to move. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If everybody gets to weigh in on every single thing you do everybody i mean the two people or whomever are involved in making the decisions you may not ever get anything done so perhaps the idea if you're going into this as a couple and and both parties want to have involvement and a say maybe you break it up where you know somebody deals with this portion of it and somebody deals with that portion of it mm-hmm. and then you can just make the bigger decisions together along the way but the in in the weeds of it you know dealing with the plumber or whatever this is so and so's job and dealing with you know the exterior is the other person's job, something like that. So you can move forward because I see a lot of people that just get stuck and because but that they- can
0: yeah, but that can even be a problem because it's all gotta coordinate, it's all got to work together. Yeah. So even that's doling things out. I mean, I hate to say it because a marriage is a partnership and it needs to be kind of an equal thing, but it right. probably is gonna work better if one person is in charge of the project because one person has to know how everything's going to work together and flow. Well,
1: I have and- to in my heart of hearts mm-hmm. I so agree with you. I'm just trying right. to be nice to the yeah. boys out there.
2: <laughs> I know. Well, here's the other thing there's got to be a lot of communication. You know, you may have the lead but or you know, I I know in my house I'm the same way. Bob's Bob job keeps him out of the house for a Good deal of the day and part of the evening. And he just would never have time. So I'm the one dealing with that. So we've got to communicate and communicate and communicate so we know. So, and keep him in the loop of what's going on and know exactly where he's at. And then you have to turn around and do that with a contractor or whoever's doing your, your Reno. So I just think communication is so huge and it's great to have stuff written down so people can look at it and go, is this right? Is this what, you know, this is, is this what you said? Or here's what I want. Now you've got it written down there. So let's work on that. So I think it's really important. So there's no miscommunication causes a lot of headache and a lot of money.
1: Yeah. And so today we're talking about a specific room renovation, not, not, It particularized to a room, but we're not talking about a full house renovation today. So it's it's scaled down a little bit, but there's, you know, the same principles will really apply. You, some people might feel that they need a contractor even for a one room renovation, particularly if it's a kitchen or a bathroom or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you really have to think about your, uh, Interest level, the amount of time you're able to be on the site while the work is being done, um, and your knowledge. You know, not that you need to know how to put the pipes in or create the electrical outlets or things like that, but you have to have a certain level of knowledge to be your own general contractor, if you will. So you kind of have to, you know, have that conversation with yourself and decide whether or not you need to hire someone. I. Prefer not to operate that way. And I've done enough of these where I feel like I can act as the general contractor. But I would caution somebody who's never done this before. Um, you know, you need to do a lot of homework. So you know, mm-hmm. not only the order of things, but you know, maybe not necessarily how to do it yourself, but you know when somebody's doing it wrong.
0: Oh, I think that's so right. I because that's a big decision, that's a big responsibility and with some problems with subs, if you're dealing with a general contractor then he'll take that on whereas if you're the general then you know there's some things that you, you're going to have to deal with all these subs yourself and if they mess up it's your you know, you might have to eat the cost if something wasn't quite communicated to them properly. You so, prob-
2: Yes, you will eat mm-hmm. the cost if something's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. communicated.
0: And then the other thing, not just with going with the general contractor, but think about if you're going to need a designer because if you're looking, for example, at a kitchen reno, if you're a confident designer, decorator, you're, you're good to go. But as some people are kind of nervous about selecting these big ticket items like that, that big stove or the countertop, the tiles. I mean, these, these big expensive things are not things that are easily returned. And, you know, once you've paid somebody, the the plumber to come in and put in, you know, all your plumbing fixtures, you don't want to find out the next week that oops, that wasn't quite right. That didn't really work. So I'm going to throw out there to think about working with a professional designer Uh, if, especially if it's a kitchen or bathroom, just, just think about if you need one, that's all I'm going to say about that.
2: Right. And, and and let's say that you're going to do, it's not very big. Let's just say you're going to do a bedroom redo and let's say you're going to put hardwood floors in. Um, so you might want to contract that out, but, um, you're going, (coughs) excuse me, you're going to paint your walls and you're going to... Totally furnish it. So it's a very sort of simple, easy. There are so many moving parts to that, though. And I think no matter how small it is, you need to have a plan. You know, you Mm, need to have a plan. Absolutely. And I would do it almost like on a spreadsheet or on a, um, graph paper where you can put down, um, you know, what you want to do, like, okay, buy a new bed and where your bedding choices are. And here's your bedding choices. People I'm Kelly, you're so right. I think one of the worst things that can happen in decorating or doing any kind of a reno or a redo people get stuck. Getting stuck is awful. And you have to know how to get unstuck. And one of the ways to get unstuck is limit your choices. You know, you don't have to look at every bed in your county, in your state, or online. You just got to decide, okay, I want a tufted headboard. All right, now there's a gajillion tufted headboards out there. Okay, but I don't want one that's too high. So then you limit that. And I don't want one that's any other color but cream, Oatmeal, let's say oatmeal, because that's a very big popular color. So you keep funneling down, funneling down, funneling down, niching down, niching down, niching down. And then those are the ones you look at. Then you pick a price range, and you can go from there. So you're not so overwhelmed, right? Just by buying the bed, right?
1: But we're but we're stepping back today to the point where you're just deciding to renovate the room, right? Whatever mm-hmm. room it is, but so, that's part
2: of your plan, though. Do you oh, know yeah. So you mean you have
1: to have an overall plan. So yeah. what I would say is you have to approach it. Okay, what are we talking about? Who's going to be who's going to be working on this project? Is it, uh, you know, my husband, my husband and I, my partner, my mom and I, my sister and I, you know, my daughter and I, Just whoever. you. Right. Yeah. So who's in, who's in the mix? You know, how is that going to work? Mm-hmm. Now you decide, okay, can we do this on our own? What's the scope? Do mm-hmm. we need to hire out? Do we need to hire a general contractor? If you have mm-hmm. to hire a general contractor, you can expect to spend about 30% over Uh, What the Mm -hmm. subs might cost you because you're paying for these managerial services Mm -hmm. from the general contractor. And let me tell
2: you, I sometimes think that's a buy because that takes away so many headaches that you don't have to deal with, especially if you're not used to it.
0: Right. Well, it really depends on where you are in your renovating. Because when we had some paint done uh, in North Carolina, we had some painting done. We went to a painter, and then we went to our general contractor that we use a lot for projects. And so obviously he was subbing it out. The general was cheaper. Yeah. So, you know, just and kind sometimes of Sometimes you get better. a better discount. Better, That's right. Yeah, they may have better pricing. The other thing I wanted you to point think about is kind of the practicality of certain decisions like for example, uh at our um when we had the The farm, I really would have loved to have had an Aga stove or a Lacanche, you know, a French stove. But uh, when I started talking to the builder, she said, Well, you know, you're out in the, you know, countryside here in Texas and there's one or two appliance places and they'll only work on American appliances. So, you know, you're not going to be able to get it serviced here. So if you're going anywhere off road, kind of going with something unusual, make sure that you're going to be able to get it serviced. Think about the reliability of what you're putting in there. Think about how it's going to wear. And again, if you don't, if you have a general, he's probably going to step in and tell you, you know, with that choice, there's this issue. If you're your own general, then you're going to have to think about, you know, you're going to have to know that stuff yourself. So
2: again, yeah. Yeah, I, and, you know, a pro con list in your plan is an awesome thing. Like, okay, you want that stove. What are the pros? What are the cons? And that will help you decide if that is exactly... You may want it, but it may not be the right thing for you. I'm still right. going to get one of those one of these days. Even if I have to... <laughs> To
0: repair it myself, I don't know. Yeah, build another house that. with that in mind. You can figure out that <laughs> manual. Come on. No. Oh, yeah, yeah how I'm hard sure it I make. can.
1: So oh. what I like to do when I'm actually now I'm going to start a renovation, I like to go get a just like when you're starting school. I like to go get a fresh binder, and I like to get a binder that has pockets and some folders. This is really practical stuff, and I like to separate it into the different areas of the room. So say it was a living room, that would be pretty simple. So you're basically talking about the palette. Uh, Maybe you're going to change the the flooring. Maybe you're going to do some draperies, paint. So that kind of room is certainly an easier type of room than a a kitchen or bathroom that has appliances and plumbing and things that have to work. So just generally, I like to have one place where I keep everything. So that's Mm -hmm. really commonsensical, but also with the pockets. Then if you're pulling out tear sheets from Mm -hmm. magazines and things like that, then you have a place to put that all. When you want to talk to somebody about it or you Mm -hmm. go to go pick out something, you could just take that one binder with you. You've got everything you need in there to show. Because if you're showing someone who is either a a carpenter, he's going to make something for you, or you're showing someone at a, a, a furniture showroom or something like that, your ideas of your colors, verbalizing is great, but it's amazing to me how differently people interpret words and particularly colors oh, and shapes, right. right? So Absolutely. it's so much better to have a picture or if you there is no picture of mm-hmm. it, draw something and show the person what you want. You know, mm-hmm. snap Good pictures point. all the time Good on your phone point. and you have those handy as well. So that's just a really practical tip. Have all your list of uh, workers and subs, and from the handyman guy who might come and take away to the trash, all the way to you, as my husband likes to call them, the Finnish carpenter. Is he from Finland? No, he's the guy that will do all the pretty stuff at the end. You know, when
2: is the Finnish carpenter mm-hmm. coming? <laughs> yeah, you know, what, your project is nearing end, right? That's the what Peter was know. In. When
1: is the guy from Finland coming mm-hmm. to finish this? And we've well, done. Know, Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends
0: at DTT sent you. When I was having our house painted a couple of house house ago, I actually took a picture of the house and took kind of the color out. And I used colored pencils and then marked every single color on Brilliant. the house. There were only three or four, mm-hmm. but I showed the painter. I said, this is exactly what I want. Well, he was a little insulted. He said, only an idiot would get this wrong. And I said, well, that I'm like, I'm not, it's treating you like an idiot. I said, but look, if, if we have a miscommunication problem, we're both going to be very unhappy. And so because of my industry background, I used to do consulting and there's this thing called Pokey which is a Japanese term for mistake proofing something. So that's another thing that I want you to really think about is how can you mistake proof this process with your contractors? What, think about what they could possibly misinterpret and try to think through these things and just say, what assumptions might they be making about this? How can I clarify this? So for example, so I did that, uh, painting or the drawing with the colors for my painter and then when i was having carpentry work done on this house because i got to do all the design work on it i had pictures that i printed out of all the cabinetry i wanted and i and so it was quite clear here it goes you know we draw on the wall and with the picture you tape to the wall this is what i want
2: such a good idea no chance for it Mm -hmm. to be messed up no chance you're going to show up in the
0: cabinets are on the other side of the room
2: Hopefully, that's true.
1: Um, Another thing to consider, depending on the type of renovation you're doing, is whether you need permits or not. So that was something that a general contractor might handle for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's the thing. Even if you have a general contractor, permits, especially on just a one-room renovation, A, might not be necessary, and B, may just be the situation where you go down to your local city hall and you fill out a piece of paper. Now, you may be paying this person to be doing that. It might be something you decide to take off your general contractor's plate if, in fact, that's something he would charge you separately for. You know what I'm saying? Because it's really sure. it's easy. It's not like finding the, the best plumber. You just go and fill out a form for your own house and you have to pay a fee or something like that. So the permits, you want to see if you need them and then who's going to get them and here's a, another practical one: If you're going to have any sort of demo done, whether you're taking down part of a wall or there's old appliances or things to be taken away, make advance preparations for that stuff to immediately depart your property. So, mm-hmm. if it's appliances that are still uh, usable and workable, maybe contact either the veterans they pick up in big trucks I know around my neighborhood, Goodwill, um, Habitat for Humanity oftentimes will come and take things like that away. So make some calls. And if it's stuff that's just debris, then rent yourself a large waste container, like a dumpster in effect. And they will come, It's say it's 50 bucks or something, flat fee, and then they'll come and take it away when it's full.
2: Mm, and then you don't have to worry about because
1: taking individual trips to a local dump
2: could end up being
0: much more expensive and mm-hmm. such a hassle.
2: It is. A, it's a very big hassle, especially if you don't live near one.
0: Yeah. And you know, the other thing I want to talk about when we're talking about choosing contractors, I think people have a tendency obvi- for obvious reasons to choose the cheapest. And I get that. And I'm certainly, I do consider the cost, but I'm really considering too whether or not they're going to do a good job. And so that is by far far the most important thing to me because if you go with the cheapest i if the person doesn't know what they're doing or does a bad job uh you're gonna it's gonna end up costing you in the long run and i just recently had some work here done and i had to pay for about three trips because it wasn't really done correctly the first time so you know that was uh, yeah I mean, we had our,
2: a couple of years ago, we had our kitchen repainted and it's white and it was repainted because we had a contractor redo it. He did everything, but he really, he had painters in that were quite shoddy. So we, it just was not up to stuff for us. So we had them redone and we knew the reputation of this one company and it's the best in our area. They are very expensive, but Bob and I knew the reputation and what kind of job they would do. We went with them, and I, I can't even imagine anybody doing a better job, you know. Especially in something that you're going to use hard and use every day. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to write that check because I figured, you know what, this is such a big part of our home, and this is so important. I know the reputation, and I'm just going to go with them.
1: something. I think you have to think about when you're doing a renovation is you know not only determining the scope of that one room, uh, you need to understand that no matter what room it is, it's going to affect the rest of your house. It's certainly going to affect your overall household budget. And it's going to be a little stressful. So you need to just realize that and go into something like this, eyes wide open. And the more preparation and planning that you can do, obviously you can alleviate some stress. You can alleviate even some mess by thinking ahead. You know, just don't let somebody, because you think to yourself, oh, of course, you know, they'll prep the house the right way before they knock that wall down. But sometimes they don't, you know, make sure Mm. that you discuss heavy duty plastic is going to be taped up. You know, this, these rooms need to be sealed off. I don't want this traveling because you don't want to be cleaning dust out of every nook Uh. and cranny of every, you know, stuffed animal (laughs) that your kids have and, you know, up in your electric toothbrushes because the dust will travel everywhere. So again, practically (laughs) make sure that the prep work is going to be done right before they start doing any sort of demo. And overall, don't think of that room that's being renovated in a vacuum. Think about how that room is going to inter- integrate with the rest of your house. Nothing, I think, bugs me more about going into a house and seeing it, oh, you know, this is a nice house. And, you know, it has like a certain family feel to it, whatever, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. nice and lovely. And then you go into the kitchen or the other. One. And it's like a completely different house. <laughs> it looks completely different. It's mm. either, you know, it's super modern or it's super like, you know, on trend for X year or it's just, it doesn't flow with the rest of the house and it's jarring and it's not going to bode well later on if you're ever trying to leave that house when you just have this room that's, that's really just important. completely different from everything else that's going on. So consider while you're doing renovating one room, and that's what we're talking about today, you have to consider how that room is going to play with all the other rooms you have in your house.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great a great idea or a great thought. And a great place to go to get things if you want some very unique pieces for your house is to try the auction. I've gone there several times to get things for for my house here. I've gotten some big corbels for uh, shelving in the hallway and the, I got some antique French doors that we ended up hanging as barn doors. So it was wonderful to be able to pull these antique pieces and use them in our house. I know some clients that have gotten beautiful old windows that they've used in their homes. So there's, It's a great place to go check, or there might even be some place that's a salvage place in your town. I also went to the salvage yard and got a lot of reclaimed wood for different things, like a reclaimed oak for the floors, Mm -hmm. the reclaimed beams in the ceiling, and I found some old beadboard that we used for the ceiling on the porches. So, yeah, it's a great place to go.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, and here's another thing I want to talk about, and it sort of backs it way out. It's really great to daydream you know, daydream and think about what you want, and look everywhere, and look at Pinterest, and look in magazines, and and home things that you want because you don't want to go. Oh, because there's always going to be that thing that you're going to say, "Oh, I wish I would have," but you don't want to say that for your whole project. So, daydream, but also know. That, you know, it, you've got to live with it realistically and probably your, your daydream will not match up with what you eventually do. And you've, but you know, you want to do, you want to get it as close to that daydream as you possibly can with the money that you can, because you know, budgeting is so important. And also know when you're budgeting that you probably, in a lot of cases, you might go over budget. I know. I don't think we've ever done a room reno that we've come in under budget.
1: Yeah, I love what Anita is saying about getting these special pieces and stuff try to think that all through. So give yourself the time. I mean, if you're planning a renovation, you probably don't wake up one morning and be like, today's the day. Let's just knock that (laughs) wall down and change the kitchen. You know, you've probably thought about it. Maybe you've created a Pinterest board. Maybe you've been looking through magazines. So chances are you've given yourself some time. But And then incorporating what Yvonne said about the focusing part. Be like, yes, you need to focus and sort of curate the universe for yourself. And so then you can limit your choices so you can actually make some decisions. So then when the day comes and, you know, Joe, the general current, uh, contractor shows up and work is going to start, you can say, uh, yeah, and hey, and I have these beams that I purchased at auction that I really want to use. And I know these are, you know, this is the the style front of the cabinets that I really want. Have all of those things chosen in advance. It will not only alleviate a lot of stress because you don't want someone calling you out of, the, you know, what presumably to you feels like out of the blue, and him saying, oh, well, you know, the, the carpenter's coming tomorrow to install the cabinets. Like, did you choose the fronts? You know, did you choose the face? And you haven't. And now you're scrambling and you're still at work and you have to pick this out. And you don't want to cancel and have the guy not – now he goes on another job and then he can't come for another six weeks. You
2: won't make a wise choice,
1: right? And you won't make mm-hmm. a wise choice and feel under pressure. You want to take the time to enjoy the decision making, which is the fun part. The you know, especially the beautiful things, and then have them all there so they can be worked in. And, you know, if you're doing some salvaged beams or you're doing some other interesting things, you know, they need to have those things in place. You know, maybe extra supports need to be put in something like that. So try to have all of that done and chosen, and so then you've got it all in your notebook. And then you can show someone, hey, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. And then incorporate, you know, their ideas if they're the general contractor or even if it's a sub that you're working with, you know, okay, maybe we can't have the sink exactly where I want it because of the water line. So then you can make adjustments. But if you 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 want to be making those decisions and then if you have to make adjustments, not making it on the spot with a general or a subcontractor while they're at your house wanting to get the job done by five o'clock. So it's all in the prep
2: and the planning. Mm -hmm. And the choices that you make and the conversations that you have and the checklist that you're keeping and the binder that you're keeping. Because anything that you can do to make things run more smoothly and organized, the better off you'll be. So we hope the next time you need to tackle any kind of a room renovation from a total redo to just redecorating your room. We hope you'll keep these things in mind because remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, then subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We're coming at you three times a week, and so we want you to keep up. So head over to any of your podcast listeners or iTunes and just sign up to get notified when we have a new episode. And also don't miss out on the sales at bespokedecor.store. Head over there. Bespoke decor dot store and sign up for our insider email list and that way you won't miss a thing that's going on there either. And Anita and I are taking Bespoke Decor on the road. We will be heading to Round Top, Texas to the famous Round Top Antique Show. We'll specifically be at the Blue Hills area. I understand that Round Top is humongous and is going to completely wow me. I've never been before. So if you've never been, maybe this will be your year as well. And if you have been and you're familiar with Blue Hills, then sure, for sure. Come and see us there. Let us know if you're coming and we'll give you all the details that you need to know to to pinpoint us in the sea of antiques and fabulous things. So we'll be there at the end of September through the, the entire show. We're going to have special events at our booth. Uh, there'll be stuff to buy, us to chat with, and cold drinks to be had, because I understand it gets pretty steamy there in Round Top. And if I have anything to do with it, there'll be some wine, ladies. So definitely head over and visit us in person in Roundtop, Texas, coming up uh, the end of September 2018.